You are listening to the Cycling Podcast at the 2022 Tour de France Fan, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Stage 8. Today, we're in la super planche de Belfort. Well, we made it. Well, we sort of made it. Uh, I'm speaking uh, from the start of the final stage of the Tour de France at FAM. Uh, Rook, where are we? We are starting in Lourdes today. Very good knowledge. I have to say, uh, just before we started recording, I had to ask Rook where we were because it's one of those things, you know, especially with the finish La Planche de Belfi, so much has been made of it. You kind of forget where you are to begin with. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it proves itself on the podcast the other day. I don't know where I am half the time. But <laughs> yes. I just need to know who I, talk, who I need to talk to and uh, go about my day. But we have uh, got Lizzie with us. We're doing something different, obviously. I'm kind of recording this podcast as we go. So uh, if you're all screaming at the podcast being like, I can't believe they're not talking about starting about you know van fluten exploding on the climb and then some really random valkar rider winning in the end then that's because that hasn't happened yet all that excitement hasn't happened lizzie uh how excited are you about this final stage are you a little less excited no considering what happened yesterday you know what i'm actually really excited i I kind of thought you know well we knew what would what's likely to happen but it just feels really quite momentous and i feel quite emotional about Van Vluten having the jersey actually I think because she was so misty-eyed yesterday um, and she I think only really when she did the winner's interview felt that emotion of what she's achieved and and where we are with women's cycling and and you know the the level of the fans that were out on the course as well yesterday Um, and I think that's kind of hit me this morning as well and it's just brilliant that we've got this far and we've made it to the finish and it's been so successful and I, I I, it's been a fabulous week. It's been a really fabulous week. Hey, we haven't made it to the finish yet. And I should, that's a, a great way of talking about Ashley Mormon Passio, uh, who has uh, abandoned the race, mm-hmm. uh, won't be starting uh, today, which is such a shame. But, we, you know, kind of understandable because she, she missed that front group. And we were all very surprised, as you heard on yesterday's uh, podcast, uh, about that. Lizzie, you know, what do you know about. Uh, Ashley Mormon Passio not starting today. Well, Ashley put out a statement this morning saying that she wouldn't be starting because she's come down with an infection. And we saw how strong she was earlier in the tour. And she said that within the space of a couple of hours, she's, she went from feeling her usual self to just having absolutely zero energy. She's consulted with the medical team uh, at SD Works and they've said that it would be in her best interest not to start today. So I think that will be very gutting for Ashley. She's a rider that's been around for a very long time. She's fought so hard for for women's sport for the Tour de France fam um, and, and this has been a very very big goal for her today and also not just a loss for Ashley it's a loss, loss for Demi as well who I don't think Demi would have wanted to try and take over you know the first position on the general classification we heard her saying you know that, that she was going to fight to defend her second place not fight to take the first which was interesting but it will mm. still be a loss not having Ashley to support her in the mountains today yeah, absolutely. And and it was so interesting seeing Ashley's uh, statement on Instagram saying that earlier in the week she actually felt that she might be able to win the whole thing. I mean, that it's so gutting uh, mm. for her to uh, not uh, not be here. Another person who's not going to completely complete the race is Rook. I know. I have to fly out this evening and um, I'm, I'm told that if you make it to the top and you're hanging out there, you're going to get stuck on the way down. So... I would miss my flight otherwise, so I'm going to be stuck at the bottom. So you're not going to be a DNS, but you're going to be a DNF or an OTL? 
Um, you're starting. You're starting the final stage. Doing, 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 doing the jersey, really. the respect yeah. of starting, but but pulling out mid race. I'm an S O L. Um, but yeah, Rook. I mean, uh, how has this week uh, been for you? You know, what what for you has been the, the highlight so far? You know, there might be something incredible happened today, of course. Oh, the highlight I think is just the sheer size of this thing. I mean, everywhere you go, there's fans like just just loads of them. Like I've I've covered uh, women's cycling for ten years now, and I've never seen anything like it. And I'd say this would be on par with like even the men's you know uh, spectators at like the Tour of California or something like that. It's it's been so big and and so much attention in the media and uh, every newspaper I've picked up here has had an article um, about the women in it and it's just yeah it's it's incredible to see how far we've come Um, this morning I published a story about uh, Marianne Martin the very first winner in 1984 and reflecting just on on how far we've come in those 33 years is is uh, it's rather remarkable it's huge uh, you know uh, you do feel it here I mean I have to say this start that we're in today is very much like a Tour de France om start um, not in the most flattering way and it was very much like a, a, a large car park uh, next to some uh, a large supermarket which for me is uh, normally what a Tour de France om starts in and we've actually been very lucky with the Tour de France fam to have started uh, in some prettier, uh, more decorative uh, places. But I mean, today is all about the finish and, and what, what can we expect then now, Rook, when uh, it seems the yellow jersey has been decided already? Yeah, I think it'll be a battle for third place. Um, and then for those people not racing, it'll be a really grand victory lap up, up a rather um, large mountain. And uh, given all the fans that are out here already and mm. that'll be alongside the road, I think they're going to really... Uh, have a time to uh, to enjoy it and take it all in. Do you think that, you know, we're talking about that third place, uh, you know, Kasia, Nivia Doma, Cecilia Ludwig, uh, Juliette Lebu are all in contention there. Are they going to be, you know, taking it to each other? Are they going to be aggressive, do we think? Or do you think they're going to be playing it safe? Uh, why play it safe? There's no point in playing it safe. It's the final stage. So I'm hoping that they won't play it safe and uh, just lay it all out there on the, on the plunge. Lizzie, what do you think is going to happen? Because, uh, you know, it, it is quite a big, it's a big climb. Uh, you know, it's got the gravelly bit at the top because it's the super planche de Belfi. We're really hoping that the riders won't play it cautious. But uh, we see so often when there's a great challenge ahead that sometimes they're kind of watching each other uh, more than, you know, going for it. Yeah, I mean, Kasia Nibiodoma, she's in third place right now. And I think that she will be happy with third place. So she's going to be looking to defend that. Um, now, Utrup Ludwig really has to attack from behind. She has absolutely nothing to lose. I mean, fifth place on general classification is great, but it's nothing compared to getting on top of that podium on the top of La Planche de Belfi. The spectators up there, I'm sure we'll hear later from you, Rose, are going to be like nothing we've seen for the whole of the entire week put together, I think. It's such a famous climb. And I think... I. I hope that that atmosphere together with the the potential of the prize that is up for grabs with with a a spot on that final podium will force Labou and Utrup Ludwig to attack but not only that to see other people coming from behind to see if they can get into a breakaway and do a Guillaume Martin almost to kind of hop into uh, top five top four and maybe even a top three put pressure on those big names to to fight it out and I really hope we see an exciting exciting attacking race today. Yeah, I hope so too. And we do know that, you know, one thing that Cecily Ludwig 
has an advantage is yesterday we saw uh, the FGJ team come out so strongly. I mean, they had the most numbers uh, in the front of the race. And of course, Cash and Evidoma has uh, Pauline and Royakas who performed incredibly well. Uh, yesterday, so you know there's still there's still stuff to play for, but we're going to leave it here. Rook, um, you know, thank you so much uh, for joining us over this week. Now I know that you uh, don't like to hear compliments, <laughs> and uh, you don't like to listen to yourself back on the podcast. Um, so uh, this is my, me saying now, thank you very much. It's been so great to have your uh, insight, and you brought so much uh, to the podcast uh, for us. I hope you've enjoyed it. I have. Thank you very much for having me every night. Well, you've been very, very welcome. Right, I'm going to uh, rush off. Um, it's one of those quirks of bike racing that the most exciting, most decisive stages are also the hardest uh, to cover and get any access on, as you know well, Rook, which is why you've got to jet off uh, before we get up the mountain. Um, but uh, Lizzie, I'm going to be trying to dial you up uh, shortly on the top of Planche de Belfi. Wish me luck. I will see you there. Good luck, Rose, and I hope you make it first across the line, arms aloft. we'll see about that the cycling podcast at the 2022 Tour de France FAM powered by Super Sapiens energy management for committed athletes and coaches still guessing on fueling not sure what or when to eat and drink on rides that matter never again optimize your fueling strategy with real-time glucose data actionable insights and personalized analytics. We're here to help you achieve your performance goals. Go to supersapiens.com for more on how to track your energy levels and fuel for success. Thank you very much to Super Sapiens, our title sponsors, of course. If you'd like to find out more about Super Sapiens and the system of continuous glucose monitoring, go to supersapiens.com and see how Super Sapiens could help you fuel more effectively for your ride. A year ago or so, I used the Super Sapiens system for the first time and I was fascinated by the insights it gave into the way my body responded to certain types of food. And in fact, it was a catalyst for me deciding to lose some weight because I was slightly concerned by the glucose spikes after eating certain foods. It raised a sort of amber flag for me and I decided to get that data checked out. And the advice, naturally enough, was I needed to lose a bit of weight. And so over a period of time, I did that. And Super Sapiens was actually very helpful because I could see how my blood glucose levels responded differently as I tweaked my diet. And over time, I changed my diet, I lost weight, and I started to feel better. So Super Sapiens had a really positive impact for me now i was using the super sapiens system really out of curiosity but for diabetics knowing blood glucose levels is an absolutely critical fact of life and well the nova nordisk cycling team consists of riders who are all type 1 diabetics and sam brand you may have heard on the cycling podcast in the past he's kept some audio diaries for us he rides for novo nordisk and he was in the break on the opening day of the tour of poland and will be lining up for the isle of man at the commonwealth games in the road race this coming weekend you can watch the ride for your life documentary which follows the novo nordisk team last season it's been made for outsideonline.com and it's really worth a watch if you're interested in the team Um, and also the way that they manage their diabetic condition to perform at the highest level. You can also listen to the Super Sapiens podcast. Just check it out in your favourite podcast app and go to supersapiens.com. 
Now back to coverage of the final stage of the Tour de France fam. Well, I've just made it up to Planche de Belfi and uh, I haven't made it up with much time to spend. It seems like the big scary moment of Annemiek van Vluten possibly losing her yellow jersey. I've missed that, Lizzie. You're going to have to fill me in. What the hell happened? Rose, well, this is a live tale of the attack, and it has been thrilling. <laughs> the breakaway, they did exactly what I asked. They waited until the pictures came live on the TV, and one minute later, they went for the attack. Leah Thomas, uh, Elise Chabé, Paulina Royakas, Mavi Garcia, Grace Brown, Paolo Patino. It was a real group full of fire and it looked like it was all fine behind but there had been something or something weird already Annemiek van Vluten starting the day on her on her Mayo Jean bike now she she changed to her black bike we were on a small descent and and Van Vluten had a problem. She had to change bikes. She took the bike of Sierra. Now, in the, in the main group of the peloton, they got this news over the radio and they took advantage. You could see Demi Vollering getting Kopecky to drill it on the front. Trek brought Cordon Rago to the front. Uh, Guazzini was on the front for FDJ and they were putting time into Van Vluten. Now, Van Vluten was about 40 seconds off the back. She had two teammates, Gutierrez and Odebianique. She used up Gutierrez, she used Bianique, and then she was left completely isolated, completely on her own. She was shouting at the other girls in the group to try and get them to, to work. It was a real sense of desperation. Now, eventually, as they came onto the Ballon d'Alsace, Annemiek just flew back to the bunch. She had a 30-second gap that she closed in minutes. Once she finally wow. got back, she took a bike change. She went back onto the yellow bike. But after another five minutes, she wasn't happy and she did a bike change again. And then again at the front of the bunch, we saw Demi Vollering drilling it once again. Now, we've seen a couple of attacks from Vollering on the front of the bunch. It's a bit quiet, quieter in that front bunch now, but they're about to hit the top of the Ballon d'Alsace. And I fully expect the group to try and put Van Vluten under pressure on this descent. It's 1 minute 15 to the group ahead. And this race is on fire. Well, this is exactly what we wanted, wasn't it? But, you know, going back to Annemiek and her bike changes, uh, one thing I was... I was kind of surprised that she was uh, starting the day on a yellow bike. So I remember, Lizzie, you messaging me um, because she didn't have a pink bike in the Giro Rosa. And there it was really, you know, wrapped up. It wasn't, you know... She, she was the Malia Rosa pretty much the whole uh, the whole time that week. And uh, she didn't want a uh, pink bike because it would add... The uh, layers of weight paint, of paint. Exactly, would exactly. add too much weight. And it's so not just Gio, that, to come Rose. To this It's not just that. The other thing is, with a brand new bike that hasn't been ridden, there are so often things that take time to bed in. The, te- the, the brakes take time to bed in. Um, perhaps sometimes there are tiny bits of air in the hoses that haven't come through yet. And even if you know the saddle is one millimeter out or one degree out, it just doesn't feel quite right. But you know, actually, Annemiek van Vluten was riding quite, you know, the most critical proportion of this stage on Sierra's bike so far but she's currently back on her black bike the paintless bike uh, with the blue decals and the yellow wheels and whatever the mechanical problem has clearly been fixed they're onto the descent of the Ballon d'Alsace now Demi Vollering's on the front and and uh, Van Vluten's leaving no sliding room she's in third wheel behind Nibiodoma there <laughs> well yeah because we know that she's uh, not doesn't love descending uh, does she so I mean if uh, any riders are trying to uh, capitalize on what's been a little bit of a sketchy day for Annemiek already then now would be the time but I mean uh, Annemiek we know you know all riders are like that some riders will be happy on it you know any bike um, but we know Annemiek is very particular about her setup how much of a psychological advantage would this give her rivals Lizzie knowing that she's a bit unsettled she's not quite happy with any of the bikes uh, that she has at her disposal 
Yeah, I think it's a big advantage and not just that. She's done five changes and five chases. And some of those changes were very, very significant. So she's lost 40 seconds that she's had to regain and then 30 seconds for one change and then another 30, 40 or seconds for one change. And if we think yesterday, okay, she got three and a half minutes over 85 kilometers. Well, she's already used sort of two of those minutes of chasing back on. So will she have those reserves later in the stage? It is, oh... Uh, we couldn't have hoped for a uh, for a more explosive race so far, I think. And and I was actually surprised to see that the gloves being taken off completely. There was absolutely no uh, respect for the yellow jersey in this race. It was like she's gone. We are going hell for leather to the finish. So, <laughs> for you, <laughs> I love I, I love that. And uh, a little word on the break. Uh, I mean, you know uh, Elise uh, Elise Chabé uh, very well. You know Leah Thomas very well. Um, do you think they're listening to the podcast, maybe? I think they may have been. Didn't I say Roy Ackers should be up there, Shabby, Leah Thomas? No, I think absolutely. What else are they going to do in the evening other than listen to the cycling podcast and get all of the tactical insights? But it's a great group up front. And, and it's, it shows that it perhaps Nibia Doma is going for that second place on podium. I mean, we've also got a lot of people, uh, obviously Mavi Garcia um, dropped out of uh, contention from the yellow jersey a few days back on that gravel stage. But the other riders up there, they're, you know, they're all in the top, you know, some of them are in the top 10. We've got Paulina Royakers, we've got Ellie Shabby, who Ellie I noticed Shabby. actually. She's 10th, yeah. Had done, uh, was uh, in the 10th and was, for my pick, the Ala Zubeldia, as we call it, the rider uh, who's crept into the top 10 of the GC without anyone really noticing uh, too much. So they were a really, really strong break to have out ahead. Yeah, it's a group full of firepower and they're all great climbers. Grace Brown there, of course, for FDJ. Pa- Paula Patino is there for Movistar and she's just sitting on the back kind of playing a team role. But it's a really, really strong break and it could only have been a strong break today because so many riders were dropped in that first 40, 50, 60k on the smaller rises before we even hit the big, big climbs. But uh, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to play for today and we don't know yet whether the win will come from the group ahead or from the group behind. So I, I imagine the favourites are going to want to look, each, look at each other and there aren't many teams in that peloton that now have riders to help, teammates to help. FUJ, I think, is one of the only teams with, with teammates in that peloton. So it could be pretty cagey and we could see the win come from the front. Well, Lizzie, uh, here on the Plants of Belfi, the caravan has been through. I got myself some uh, mini vacuum-packed sausages, as are the delights <laughs> of the caravan. And it's, uh, everyone's now have turned their eyes to the big screen because there's so much going on and the riders have just hit the bottom slopes of La Planche de Belfi. Tell us what has been happening. They have indeed. It is six kilometres to go now in this live tale of the etape. And Annemiek has had a nice rest back in the peloton. Now the gap to the front group came down to 20 seconds with Leia Thomas dropping back from the front group to the peloton to drag that back. She was absolutely drilling it on that on the front. But once they got to the bottom of the plant, she blew. She came off. Now the big favourites are looking at each other. Up ahead, Pauline Boyakas has attacked. That group has exploded. Mavi Garcia is trying to claw her her way back at least shabby is she's shadowing those chasers behind and you can see everything lined out down the planche now you can see you can see the front group with the favorites behind and now anamique is going anamique is going from the group of favorites and there is no reaction 
Is there a reaction? There's a gap. There's no. there's a bike. Oh, no. There's two bike lengths now to Demi Vollering. Now she's sweeping up Elise Chabé just as we speak. She's sweeping up all of the rest of the break, but there's still 20 seconds to the front with Paulina Royakas off the front as we speak. But that gap is dropping down to 20, 19, 18. It is falling now that Anamika's put her foot on the gas. That we've got so used to that style, you know. Anami, when she's attacking, she never looks comfortable, does she? She's always on the limit. She's like swinging left to right. I mean, she. Uh, people talk about how incredible and alien her performances are, but she looks so human on a bike, doesn't she? She does indeed. She doesn't ever give 95%. It's 100%. She's just made her way up to her teammate Paula Patino, who's been in the break all day. Now Patino is doing whatever she can to try and pace Anami Van Vluten, and I don't know how long Patino will last because I don't know if you've ever tried to pace Annemiek van Vluten but it is not an easy job there's probably about 20 surprise surprise I haven't 20 30 <laughs> meters on the road to Demi Vollering now with the group the the group of favorites behind Vollering uh, they're all together oh and now of oh. Annemiek van Vluten's now got Mavi Garcia wow. in sight. So Garcia has gone ahead of Vollering. It's exploded. I am seeing van Vluten claw her way back now and I expect her to accelerate past them any minute now Whew. This is, uh, I mean, we didn't get the uh, luxury of getting to see. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, people always want to see a, a yellow jersey going for it, going for a win, winning the, uh, well, she, I mean, we would have said, say, yesterday's stage was the Queen stage, but this is uh, definitely one of the most talked about uh, stages um, in the uh, in the whole race and uh, people love to see a yellow jersey going for it like she is right now well it's been absolutely no procession so far but will we see a beautiful victory from the yellow jersey on the final stage of the Tour de France Femme atop the Planche de Belfi it is looking like it so far she's just absorbed Mavi Garcia she's gone past her now Mavi is trying to cling on to Annemiek Van Vluten's wheel Demi Vollering is actually clawing her way back we've only got five kilometers to go now with the rest of the group behind still in sight just well Lizzie I've done my exercise for the day <laughs> all I did was walk about 300 meters up this climb but we've got uh, Annemiek Van Vluten I'm expecting her to come into sight very soon the helicopter's hovering right above us I can see uh, just the wheels on the top of the race cars in the distance. Obviously, they're a little bit taller than the riders. Uh, I'm on the bend that goes into the super planche de Belfi, the start of that, where it uh, kicks up even more. And now, here she comes, the yellow jersey. Here she is. You might be able to hear the cheers are going up. Here she comes. Here comes Anna Meek. She looks like she is dying, but she is still going. She's going so strong. It's unbelievable. Now I've got to wait for everyone else. Uh, to come up but you know she is flying she really is flying 40 seconds back to Demi Vollering on the road and then another minute back to the group of Nibiodoma Labu, Persico and Longo Borghini who have dropped Utrup Ludwig they have dropped all of the other riders now so it is one <laughs> Anamik at the front versus Demi Vollering versus the podium fight behind bigger cheers for Demi even She's got the polka dot jersey, obviously, but uh, I'm now waiting uh, for the uh, next chasing group, the kind of the podium contenders group, to uh, come through. But Lizzie, I don't know what uh, what point your uh, I know your TV's on a bit of a delay, but um, 
I don't know at what point you're going to see the winning. Well, they will just be about to come into sight for you, Rose. Oh. They'll be just about to come into sight. Nevia Doma is attacking off the front of that. She's coming over that crest. She'll be with you any second. Now, Veronica Ewers has clawed her way back. Now, Persico is beginning to get distance. Uttrup Ludwig was trying to come back, but she just can't make it. Nevia Doma and Labus are getting the gap. Can you see them yet, Rose? I can't. I can't. I'm sorry, but a word on Veronica Ewers, because, I mean, she's been on the back of that group. And to climb back on. Oh, now I can see them. Now I can see them. Okay, here we go. We've got Juliette Lablu is leading them out onto the climb. Cachinivia Doma. Veronica is looking great. Sylvia Persico is trying to come along on the inside. Uh, Lisa Logo Borghini may be dropping back a bit. Uh, it's quite, uh, I would say, uh, just about to see Cecily Utrecht Ludwig now. Here she comes. She is grimacing. She is like gritting her teeth. She is desperate to get back uh, to that small group that is ahead. It's hard work, this cycling journalism, isn't it, Lizzie? It's a bit harder than I thought. I mean, it's not quite as hard work, but Annemiek is crossing the line. She only has enough energy to raise one arm in the air. Somebody catches her as she crosses the line before she falls to the floor. Now Demi Vollering, she's clawed back a lot of time here. She's currently on 11 seconds. She's got 50 metres to go. She's pushing every second, even though she knows she's got second place secured on the podium. She is really fighting for this, and she is looking really, really good. A big smile across Demi Vollering's face now as the crowd is going wild and she's limited her losses to 29 seconds as she shows off her jersey as she comes across the line and collapses what a fight and Longo Borghini is fighting yet again to get back onto the group of chasers behind and nobody can make a move it is so steep here that they cannot get an inch on any of the other riders well Lizzie I mean all of the things that we said about this may be what we call a, a dead rubber uh, stage, you know, when everything is said and done and decided and everyone starts to go out there and, and race. It's not that at all. It has been just fireworks from the off, hasn't it? Not at all. As we see Persico cross the line and take third at 1 minutes 40 behind Annemiek van Vluten. Now, Cassia Neviodoma barely crossed the line before she came to a halt. Labus behind, Longo Borghini crossing the line now, and Veronica Hugh is my teammate just behind. Oh my goodness, that was a sensational finish. Even though we knew the result, it was absolutely brilliant fireworks today fireworks the whole day the yellow jersey in jeopardy we couldn't have hoped for a more exciting finish to the tour de france fam it's incredible i think uh, well that we were all looking at that third place finish obviously kashini vidoma will have confirmed uh, that now that she will have got third on gc and uh, a word to on canyon sram because they've played it played it really well today i mean they had royakers and shabe up there uh, and uh, Kasia just being, uh, when Kasia in the past, I think she's always uh, gone on impulse and maybe gone a bit early, gone a bit too hard. But she was really, uh, I think has really developed into a great stage racer this week by being able to just think, I'm just going to go at my own pace. I'm just going to protect what, uh, what my position uh, and I'm not going to be pulled into uh, any other attacks, hasn't she? 
I agree with you completely there. We've just seen Utrecht, Ludwig, Mavi Garcia and Lippert crossing the line with Derbel Hickok coming in now. But Nivia Doma has really come into her own this week. Uh, previously, she sometimes struggled a little bit in the stage races and she took a very, very solid third place here this week. She had a strong team performance. They tried to put riders in the break. They did get the riders in the break and they did the best they could do to go for the stage win today. Now, that didn't happen. We had a raging Annemiek van Vluten coming from behind. But I think... Nivia Doma has to be incredibly proud of her performance this week. She she has really stepped up her game and and I think that she's going to be looking to to next year's Tour de France fam, next year's Giro to see if she can go another step higher on the podium. Science in Sport is supporting the cycling podcast at the 2022 Tour de France fam. Science in Sport, fueled by science. Thank you very much to Science in Sport, our long-term supporters. We're very grateful to them for their support. And in fact, when they came on board in 2016, it was thanks to that support that we had the confidence to create the Cycling Podcast Feminin as a standalone show. And after that came daily coverage of the Women's Tour and this year for the first time, daily coverage of the Tour de France Fam. And it's thanks to Science in Sport and our other supporters and our friends of the podcast that we're able to have the team over there in France delivering this excellent coverage of the race. As ever, all of our listeners can get 25% off the Science in Sport range of energy products to help you fuel your ride. Go to scienceinsport.com and use the discount code SISCP25. Well, I am finally sitting down. What a day, Lizzie. <laughs> what a day. I mean, I'm exhausted and I, I've been on the sofa all day, Rose. I've not been running up the planche like you. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I was running, but think about what the riders were doing today. Absolutely uh, crazy, but finally got a, a, a little sit down, sitting in a buffalo grill, which is obviously very appropriate uh, for us on the cycling podcast, but of course, not the buffalo that we wanted to be here with. And uh, it's fair to say we've been thinking about Richard an awful lot uh, this week, haven't we? We have indeed. And I think, you know, at this historic race, Richard's present has, presence has been so acutely missed um he did so much for women's cycling and you know i don't think i would be here talking about this race without him um and i don't think the journalism on the race would have been where it was without all the work that richard's done so yes sorely missed but so grateful for everything richard did for women's cycling and um happy to to be able to continue his legacy in a in a very small way And I I think, you know, seeing all the media here uh, so excited about this race, I mean, that is part of his his great legacy. You know, but he he wouldn't want us to uh, sit around. Uh, He'd want us to get on with the show, get on talking about the racing and putting the attention on the riders and showing them the respect they deserve. And we've got an awful lot of (laughs) interviews to get through, haven't we, to try and... We have indeed. We've got everybody. Well, Tamsin, Tamsin, Rose's young baby, has been doing a phenomenal job collecting the interviews. So thank you, Tamsin. She does. You will, you will hear her a little bit later on the uh, Anna van der Breggen interview that is to come. Um, she gets very excited towards the end of that. So that's what that, um, that sound is. But we have to start with the winner. And I mean, what a winner. A dominant performance by Annemiek van Vluten. There's probably nothing more to say on it, Lizzie, is there? No, not really. And I think she was such a fitting winner. And to have Voss in the yellow for five days and Annemiek van Vloon, the best in the world, you know, undoubtedly the first ever Dutch rider to do the Giro Tour double. 
Oh, that's a very good stat. I like that. I like that a lot. That's great. Well, let's hear from Annemiek van Vluten herself. Here she is. To win easy is, uh, is, is really nice, but uh, to win in a not so easy way, it makes it more special. Um, I think we, uh, we will talk along with my team um, about this, uh, this eight uh, days that uh, they were pushing me and that I was so sick and that I had to stop on the side of the road. And also today that uh, I had to continue on the bike off as Alain Sierra, my teammate, when I had a flat tire that they pushed me. So they all had a part in this victory. Um, yeah, and so much happened, uh, but we really did it together and I'm super, super, super proud of my team. You know, we know how much effort you put in, how much training, how many long days you do. How satisfying is it to see this come to fruition and have the yellow jersey? Well, um, I'm especially super, super, super proud to win the first edition. Um, and I have the feeling that's a start of, of uh, something that will develop in the next year to a really, really even more big event as it is already was this first edition. And then I'm really proud to be the first winner of this. Is retirement really on your mind in a, a few seasons' time? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I will uh, cry, I think, when I will stop because I love this sport so much. Uh, but I'm really uh, happy that I also took it. Was, it was also part of my career. Uh, but yeah, there is a time to stop. And I think next year I will still have a good level. And then I make my own choice to stop when I'm still at uh, my highest level. Well, uh, that was uh, Annemiek van Vluten, and uh, I thought for a minute that uh, it might be Demi Vollering's day or that, you know, someone else might be able to uh, uh, get ahead of her when she was having all those uh, mechanicals, but not to be. Um, but, you know, Demi Vollering, uh, a valiant effort uh, to come in second, wasn't it? Um, shall we find out from Anna van der Breggen, the DS at SD Works, about uh, what they were thinking and listen out for the baby? Yeah, we're really happy with the result. And uh, it was difficult to say before how the race was going to be. It's, it's the first time and how the girls would do. Everybody was focusing on this race. So, uh, yeah, in the end, we have a couple of podium spots. Um, second place in GC, polka dot jersey and a stage victory. So, uh, yeah, I think we can be really proud on the team, how they did, how they rode. And uh, of course today, unfortunately, even Ashley uh, is, it didn't start today. And it, if she would feel good, things might have been even more. So uh, I'm really proud of the team and what they showed. And how about for you? Do you have any regrets that you're not still pedaling, that you're now in a car <laughs> when you see a race like this? No, no, not really. I mean, everybody's asking their question. And I mean, I'm really happy that, that this is all there and that uh, I enjoyed every, every part of that. Um, but riding the bike myself is not really... Uh, no, I don't miss it. I mean, I enjoy what I'm doing now. So it's something different. That's good. Absolutely. But like watching your riders out there today and the other riders, you must think, if I was on the bike, maybe I could have done this differently or that differently. Does that ever enter your mind? Yeah, I mean, of course. And, and sometimes... When it goes well with the team, I don't have it. I'm just, that's okay. And sometimes if, if it's hard for them and, and they drop, then you have the feeling like, yeah, how would I do if I would be there? But that, those moments are actually the only moments I think like that. For the rest, I'm really happy with, uh, with the change and with not yeah, fighting anymore in training or in racing. So um, no, I'm actually really happy with that. Okay, thank you. Well, that was uh, Anna van der Breggen, you know, very happy with what uh, Demi Vollering uh, achieved. And, you know, Demi Vollering's got a hugely uh, bright future. She's still a young rider, isn't she? 
She has indeed, and of course with Annemiek looking to retire at the end of 2023, somebody has got to fill that gap, and I think that gap is going to be filled by so much talent. Demi Vollering is, I would say, by far and away the, the best second best, if, if that's a thing. Um, but behind her, there are so many other people coming through, so much young talent and French young talent as well. Um, Juliette Leboux and Invita Music have both been lighting up this race. Music, of course, working for Cecilia Utrup-Ludwig. But uh, it was just so brilliant to see Leboux really, and I should say it's actually Leboux, not Leboux. I've been listening to her, <laughs> listening to oh, her no. say her own name, and I'm saying it wrong <laughs> half the time, so I'm very sorry, Juliette. But she she has really grown over this tour, um, taking fourth place on GC overall. And uh, yeah, I think just having a phenomenal ride, really. Especially when the team wasn't built at all for her. I mean, no, a lot of other teams one... were packed full of climbing talent, weren't they? Absolutely. She, she basically had one domestique, and that was Liana Lippert. And the rest of the team was designed, about, designed around Lorena Vibers. So an incredible result for her. Well, let's hear from Juliette Labou um, and uh, Sylvia Persico, I think, who is the other kind of surprise uh, of the race. And uh, you'll hear from Sylvia that, uh, yes, uh, a yellow jersey in the future is maybe not on the cards. Juliette, how happy are you this week with your performance? Super happy. I think, uh, yeah, I can only be proud of this result. That's what I wanted and I could do it. So, yeah, I'm super happy and proud. And how nervous were you coming up here? You know, you're, you're, you're all trying to keep your own position, watch for the other riders that are near to you in the GC. Yeah, it's hard because you can really explode on that climb. So if you overpace or if you wait a bit and then there's attacks, it's also really hard. So I try to just keep my pace and try to drop them. I could not drop Kasia, but yeah, it's, I'm, that, that's why I have no regret. I just tried everything and yeah, super happy. And how proud are you as a French woman uh, to be up there uh, in the Tour de France fam? Yeah, I'm really proud actually, and I think it's good for the French uh, women cycling because yeah, I think to have uh, I think Evita is probably still tenth in uh, or like top ten in GC, in GC, and I think we are like the new generation, so we can be really proud of ourselves, and we will fight for the win in a few years, I hope. But for sure, uh, I I don't believe uh, if uh, before uh, tour uh, uh, somebody tell me if you finish in the top five, uh, blah blah blah. I didn't believe, uh, but I'm very happy to be here. So now I must believe, and uh, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. What did you think, Sylvia, when you uh, when you came up to the last bit, um, and you could still beat uh, Nivia Doma and Labuster? But uh, for sure, uh, when I see the gravel sector, I was really happy. I'm a cyclocross rider, so when I saw the gravel, uh, I tell uh, to my head, uh, you must believe now, because uh, uh, you, you must believe uh, you can do. So I finished uh, third, and I'm very happy, because uh, um, f- uh, fight uh, with uh, Nevia Doma and uh, Labu was not easy for me. Did you enjoy being a GC rider this week, the challenge of riding for the GC? But for sure, uh, yes, uh, when I was uh, second, I dreamed uh, for the yellow jersey, but Marianne was super strong, and then yesterday, Annemiek was uh, also super strong. So I'm very happy to be here and uh, to fight uh, for uh, five days for the yellow jersey, and I'm also happy for the fifth place because uh, it's uh, special for me. Do you now want to be a GC rider, a stage racer? But for sure no. <laughs> for sure no. I I prefer the one day uh, race uh, like Flanders or classics. 
So I don't know the next year, but for sure I must do another uh, uh, Giro or Tour. Uh, so I try to do my best. Well, that was Juliette Laboue of Team DSM first and then Sylvia Persico of uh, Valcar. Uh, interesting that Sylvia Persico, you know, she's just kind of floated her way uh, into fifth on GC and uh, doesn't want to pursue it, you know, wants to just be a, a classics rider. Well, and she took third on the stage today. And yes, okay, maybe yesterday was the Queen stage, but arguably today was just as hard. And to come round Nivea Doma at the end and take third, it was really quite something. I, I think I said the other day, I don't think she knows what she's capable of. And it will be interesting to see if she gets pushed into a GC role. I don't know where she's going to be next year yet, um, or whether she does have a say in kind of doing what she wants and picking out picking out the races that she wants but I think it's very very likely that we'll see her back at the Tour de France next year fighting for a podium position knowing what she was capable of this year and with another year's worth of training in her legs. Yeah it'd be fantastic and you know maybe you know in hindsight she will come round to thinking or you know it would be because she obviously has a natural talent for it you know which is absolutely incredible to have been you know second in GC and then to have uh, to be fifth on a terrain that it wouldn't really think was uh, was for her um, is absolutely remarkable really well you know what we should uh, we have to talk about Mariana Voss of course who uh, managed to take home the green jersey after that wonderful run uh, in the yellow jersey another person who I think that we you know almost nothing that we can uh, more we can say about Voss is there Lizzie yeah I, I think you're right and it's just so fitting to have Voss here at the race have Voss taking yellow finishing in green she actually won the uh, overall combativity award as well which I I mean I can't say that I wouldn't give it to her because Voss is you know absolutely the queen of cycling but I think I probably would have given it to perhaps Elisa Longo-Borghini instead because she fought so hard Trek really lit up the race they were very aggressive throughout the whole race but they they didn't really come away with a prize other than the white young rider jersey for Shirin Ran Anroy which mm. was kind of a side note it was a it was a well, we're not really doing as well on GC as we hoped, so Shirin, you can do this because you don't need to support Elisa's hopes anymore. Um, I did even catch up with Shirin Van Anroy uh, in the mix owner, and you know, she was saying that I say, you know, how long ago was it that you kind of fixed your eyes on the white jersey? And it was pretty much only when she got yesterday. the white jersey that, yeah, <laughs> yesterday. So, you know, it wasn't like it was a target that she was going for that she was hoping to build on. Um, she's like a you know a long way back on uh, on GC, um, so uh, yeah. And as you say, Lizzie, it was kind of more of a more of a side note on you know not getting Elisa Longo Borghini on on the podium uh, in the end. But back to Mariana Voss, she she really lit this race up. She set it on fire, taking two stage victories and the emotional taking of the yellow jersey. And of course, the emotion of not taking the yellow jersey on the first stage on the Champs Elysees when Vibes did win that sprint um, but she is just the greatest of all time and what a rider to be you know the role model in the face of this race exactly well let's hear from Mariana Voss herself here's what she had to say at the finish uh, Mariana this week you know what has been your your highlight mm. <laughs> yeah it's, it's so many things happen as have happened um, I mean I, I can't it's, it's hard to remember we were in Paris last week so uh, and that's only uh, well one week ago 
and, and then everything still had to had to start but um, yeah it, it has just been amazing and it's so big every day has been really intense trying to to fight for the stage victory over the over the first six days and and then yeah riding a, around in, in the yellow jersey um, uh, swapping to green in the, in the final weekend uh, getting the support from all the people uh, along the course um, that's yeah definitely something uh, I will I will take with me but of course um, yeah then for uh, with the team every day uh, fighting to get the, the best result and yeah taking those two stage two stages and uh, and and bringing the green jersey home um, yeah it's 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 the full package that's just too much to uh, to describe is it possible to compare your victories this week with victories of the past well i i i, I have said it's like it feels like even even more attention and nearly bigger than anything else i've ever ever seen so uh, and I thought I'd seen something in uh, with the Olympics and then the world championships and uh, and so on but um, yeah I think this has been uh, yeah has uh, yeah has been groundbreaking uh, for for women's cycling and how's your family coping in the camper van with all the toys all the flowers that you've been bringing back well I think uh, they'll they'll have to bring something yeah so yeah they, they have to make some space uh, in the camper but yeah they're uh, they're coping well of course it's really nice to uh, to have my parents around and my brother around here as well the, and uh, yeah just to to have this intense emotions and share this together well we've talked about the yellow jersey competition we've talked about the green jersey competition and we should mention actually because we haven't yet that Demi Vollering actually took the uh, polka dot jersey uh, in the end but the competition that I know all our listeners are keen to know about is the Peddlers de Charme of course of course the the hottest competition in the race <laughs> but it was hard the hardest again. competition to win because it's the one that they don't know about apart from the riders in the break today who were clearly listening to the cycling podcast well is it possible i mean you are a former winner yourself lizzie of the peddlers to charm competition so you're your best place <laughs> yeah, to tell people how to train to win the peddlers to charm uh, competition but uh yeah we ran a, a poll on twitter uh, with our four finalists um in that competition, uh, that was Audrey Cordon Rigaud, uh, Femke Heritza, because she did a Mexican wave on the Grand Ballon, which I didn't even I didn't even I did see. But when I that. heard that, it was uh, incredible. And uh, Yara Castellin um, were up for it, but uh, in the end, it was I mean, really, it was steamrolled by Cecily Utchup Ludwig. In the end, she was the winner of our Peddlers to Charm Cup, and uh, here was her reaction to it. Well, Cecily, I'd like to say congratulations. You've been voted the cycling podcast Peddlers to Charm. This beautiful handmade mug by Stacey Snyder is for you. That's awesome. Um, Because of your fantastic uh, interview after your win and just generally being uh, showing us your passion for cycling which is thank just you real that's love. so awesome what a nice cup and i i just love good mugs you know <laughs> no really you know when you sit there in the morning with your coffee and enjoy it so yeah that's going to be good so nice thanks and, and how do you reflect on uh, this week for you yeah i mean uh, we didn't come here to get 7th uh, in the gc but yeah, we were a bit on the back foot with the stage two with the crash and losing Mart and yeah. But I think we've been fighting every day and I think um, at the end of the day we can be proud of how we just kept on the fighting spirit 
and because this is something that we can take with us for the next races to come and also for the next Tour de France. Yeah, and your stage win in the Danish champion's jersey, that must have been oh, such a special moment. So special. It was a long time ago now, does it? Yeah, a little bit, but I still remember it quite clear. Um, yeah, and I'm still su I'm, I'm super proud of that. And yeah, when I come home and things are a bit more calm, I'll look back and yeah, and I'm super proud and happy about that. And yeah, we, uh, we are ready for the next races. Well, there was Cecily Uptrut Ludwig. I mean, you know, Cecily always knows the perfect thing to say at the perfect occasion. She sounds like she's very, very happy with that uh, Stacey Snyder Cup. Um, uh, it's great to have someone which shows so much passion for cycling, uh, isn't it, Lizzie? And uh, to show it at the biggest uh, event of them all. And, and, and you know, you should say, obviously, it's a, it's a brand new event, but it has immediately become the biggest event of them all, hasn't it, Lizzie? It has. And again, another winner. You could not have written this script better to have mm. Cecilia Utrecht-Ludwig having that horrible crash with her teammate Marta Cavalli losing two minutes, then coming, you know, thinking that FTJ's race was over in the bin, then coming from nowhere to take the stage win and, and probably one of the most popular stage wins of the week on stage three. And she didn't get the GC result that she wanted, but in the story of the race in the the hype of the race which is so important for getting people involved um cecilia utrebledvig played a massive part in that and i just i just don't think we could have ever imagined this race would have been quite the success that it was we always said if you give us this platform you know it will create the stories it will transcend sport but you just don't quite know if that's going to happen until it happens until it happens and until it really does and it just took off better than anybody could have expected. Uh, friends who were out on the Planche de Belfi today, right at the top, they just said when Annemiek van Vluten came past, they were, their spines were tingling with emotion because the atmosphere out there was so electric and everything exceeded their expectations. So I think everybody, you know, riders, ASO, public, everybody has to be happy with this. And one brilliant stat I saw today, actually, was the figures from yesterday on France Television uh, in France, who are the host broadcasters. They said that yesterday the average viewing audience for the stage was 2.7 million. And that didn't include wow. the, the kind of highest peak audience at the end of the race. And I fully expect that the audience will be, have been higher today. And that's just in France. And it was a 30% share of the viewing audience. And it wasn't even on the uh, number one channel in France. So doesn't that just speak volumes about how far we've come? And really, it makes me quite emotional. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it's huge. We've come so far in uh, a few years. Since 2016, I, I remember trying to follow the Giro and I couldn't even find the results on Twitter. And uh, yeah, look where we are now. Biggest race in the world, live on TV and the whole world talking about it. It's amazing, isn't it? It really is a beautiful thing and that's kind of I, you know I didn't I kind of was always a bit of a cynic about whether we needed a, a Tour de France femme do we you know when we have all these other races but coming here and seeing the power that it has had I mean the crowds have been phenomenal you know seeing the stories in the newspapers um, it has been a beautiful uh, thing to be a part of and Lizzie it's perfect that you say you know since 2016 we've come so far um because tonight we get, we're going to have uh, one last uh, tour de Buffalo, and uh, that was from 
Uh, Lizzie, it was your suggestion. It's a beautiful suggestion of the first ever cycling podcast, Feminan. Richard and Orla in Orla's uh, back garden, I believe, um, trying all of Orla's weird <laughs> homemade treats. But she used to... Yeah, she used to talk. Yeah, she used to talk about them a lot, but she's she's gone very silent on them recently. But uh, it's a um, shame Richard can't tell us uh, what those date balls were like. <laughs> I know. We can only imagine. But uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's finish uh, this whole tour. This uh, such a special uh, occasion with the, the the guy who you know gave both me and you Lizzie uh, giving us this platform um, has brought so much attention to women cycling it was always a pioneer always pushing it forward um, and uh, it's a beautiful uh, a beautiful thing to think about yeah where we've come and uh, the people who got us there and uh, yeah here's to you Richard we're raising a uh, well I'm raising my beer to you in the buffalo grill and uh, Lizzie's got her electrolyte uh, drink, which I'm sure you wouldn't appreciate. <laughs> You'd be very disappointed, Richard. <laughs> but thank you, Rose. Cheers, Richard. And good night. Cheers, Richard. Good night. The Tour du Buffalo. Remembering Richard Moore. A little bit about the name, uh, where our name comes from, from Lionel. Uh, and he'll, he'll probably do a retro feature each month. He, he likes his retro, He's Lionel. a man who likes to look backwards rather than forwards. <laughs> We're the forward-looking part of the podcast, exactly. then, into the future. Exactly, but we're all set to go, Orla. We've had a few of your energy balls, Orla's famous energy balls here. Yes, at, they are. At um, Towers. <laughs> Towers. They fuel me on a daily basis. They sound a bit suspect. They're not really, but they are amazing. I've had six today. You, you sampled one. What did you think? Very nice, delicious, very dainty. Very dainty, yes. There's some seeds in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All good, all good stuff. We felt the time was right to launch a, a podcast devoted to, dedicated, focused solely on women's cycling. And it will be very much focused on the riders and the racing. Uh, the issues will be dealt with, but the focus will be predominantly on the riders and the racing. And a few catalysts for that, I suppose. There's a real momentum behind women's racing. Uh, we did an interview with Lizzie Armistead in late February, which had a tremendous response. I mean, she's a very interesting, articulate athlete with a great story but it had an amazing response an amazing sort of over 100,000 people listened to that so we felt the appetite is there the time is right let's do it very interested to see how Voss goes because she's mm. been getting stronger and stronger and she's been named in the Dutch team for the Olympic Games you know Chantal Black has missed out on that which shows you the, the you know how strong a team they have the Americans also have a very strong team for the Olympic Games which will be um, a factor I'm sure on, on such a tough course uh, but Voss, yeah, very curious to see how she gets on because uh, certainly a month or so ago, people were talking down her chances, not thinking that she would return to her previous level, at least not this year. But she seems to be getting reasonably close. Well, we better wrap it up, Orla. I think we've gone on long enough. And very finally, just a big thank you to everyone who's been keeping us uh, on the road this week. Our partners, of course, Super Sapiens, Science in Sport and MAP. Uh, our dedicated producers who just do such a great job of turning the show around every night. Hugh Owen, Adam Bowie, Tom Wally and Will Jones. Uh, of course, Lionel Burney for getting us uh, out on the road uh, at all um, this year and uh, Stacey Snyder for her beautiful hand makeup that we got to present. Um, very special thank you uh, from me 
to my company uh, this week, my partner Phil and uh, baby Tamsin, of course, for getting all of those interviews, doing more interviews than I did almost. Uh, and of course, to uh, Lizzie Banks, who has been just the best uh, co-host all week and gives us such excellent insight into the women's peloton. And of course, Anna Marai Rook for uh, coming along uh, on the ride and uh, just giving us so much uh, of her time and her uh, expertise uh, this week. Uh, thank you, everyone. And, uh, well, you better get listening to uh, Cycling Podcast Feminine. We will be back. The Cycling Podcast was created in 2013 by Richard Moore, Daniel Freed and Lionel Burney.